Jaina Solo. Han and Leia's daughter, twin of Jason Solo, Jaina started out as the mechanically-minded, level-headed counterpart to Jason's biologically-minded jokester. She took after her father in many regards, more than her mother. A phenomenal mechanic and natural ace pilot, her room was always strewn with various engine components and projects, though her parents were far too protective to give her her own spaceship. In her early teenage years, she joined Luke's Jedi Academy, ended up improving the base more than Luke had in over a decade. Jaina developed an irrigation and hydroelectric generating station to give the temple a constant supply of power and fresh water, as well as a working energy shield for defense. While only in her early teens, Jaina had learned so much about mechanics that she was able to rebuild a crashed TIE fighter and even install non-standard components in it, such as life support and a hyperdrive. She was always the planner behind her brother's actions. When he had no idea what to do, she'd point him in the right direction. When it came time to construct her lightsaber, her mechanical mind left nothing to chance. She insisted on forging her own crystal in a furnace and double and triple checking all of the power regulators and other components of the hilt before she finally activated her signature violet blade. However, her true combat prowess lay in piloting. She could fly just about any ship and get the hang of it relatively quickly. In the final battle against the evil Shadow Academy, Jaina hijacked one of their TIE fighters and took the fight directly to the enemy. But she was more than just a warrior. She was a kind person. She was able to help bring her old friend Zek back from the brink of the dark side, simply by refusing to fight him or even defend herself. This would become a recurring theme over the years of her redeeming Zek for coming too close to the dark side. But this is about her, not about her first boyfriend. I haven't read many more of the young Jedi Knight's adventures beyond Shards of Alderaan, so forgive me if I've left out anything of her earlier years. Jaina got her first real opportunity to shine during the New Jedi Order series of books, as she fought in the Vong War. Having proven herself to be as good a pilot as her father, with the added benefit of the Force, she volunteered to engage the Vong in the arena where they had the most advantage, ship-to-ship -ship combat. The Vong utilized biotechnology no one had encountered before, including the Gruntion, essentially a living buzz droid, plasma cannons, really just shot lava heated to plasma temperatures, and perhaps the most dangerous and versatile, the Dovin Vassal. Dovin Vassals were gravity-manipulating organs that could project miniature black holes to absorb incoming attacks and strip away the shields of other ships. They could also interdict regions of space or pull entire moons down from orbit. This last one was how Chewbacca was eventually killed. Fighting the Vong was an opportunity to pay them back for killing her Uncle Chewie. There was a bit of a split in the Jedi Order at this point regarding how to fight the Vong, and Jaina ended up joining the more aggressive sect. Unfortunately here, she was manipulated by another Jedi, Kip Durin, into destroying what she thought was a superweapon, only to discover later that it happened to be a civilian population. Jaina is appalled and leaves the violent sect after this. This event begins a long trend of Jaina being manipulated by others. At first, I thought there was a pattern of the authors writing female characters to be weak-minded and easily manipulated, as the same thing happens to other female characters, Tahiri, Tekli, and Alima. But then I remembered that several of the male characters ended up manipulated alongside them. Additionally, one particular female character, Tenelka, resisted such manipulation. But I'll get into that later. 
It is here during the Vong War that we start to get a bit of the potential failings of legends. Many legends authors didn't seem to know what to do with their characters, and so I feel they didn't give them the stories they deserved. Jaina was perhaps one of the greatest sufferers, but I'll get more into that later. There is one point in the war where Jaina is forced to remain in quarantine with her mother, Leia, and here we get an explosion of resentment. Jaina recounts how Leia was never really there, always going off to do government work rather than spend time with her family. Even now, Leia's focusing more on moving refugees rather than fighting the Vong or keeping her family together. Han's gone off drinking because he's too depressed that Chewie's gone. Eventually, the two women see each other's perspective and develop a mutual respect. About midway through the series, Jaina is called on to participate in a task force led by her younger brother, Anakin, to infiltrate a Vong worldship to seek out and destroy the source of a Jedi-hunting bioweapon. Essentially, Force-sensitive attack dogs armed with acidic venom and sonic blasting howls. The mission is eventually a success, but everything that can go wrong in the mission does go wrong. Several of their number are killed, a couple prisoners they rescued end up betraying them and leave in an escape ship with an injured member of their party. Jason is captured, and the leader, Anakin, is killed. In a rage, Jaina storms into the throng of Vong to retrieve Anakin's body. It's here that she performs the only known instance of black force lightning to obliterate the Vong. I'm not exactly sure what this means, but I like to think that, much like the black lightsaber in the Force Unleashed video games, it has a disintegrating effect. Jaina manages to salvage the remains of the strike team and escape in a hijacked Vong ship. After losing both her brothers, Jaina dips ponderously close to the dark side, torturing various people in her bid to find new technology to deceive and hurt the Vong. This path eventually leads to several breakthroughs in replicating Vong ship's signatures to confuse them. While she is incredibly angry, she stops short of letting the dark side control her completely, and the very Jedi that used her to attack the civilian Vong, Kip Duran, helps guide her back to the light. Rather than hunting down the Vong for revenge, she understands now the importance of staying alive in order to continue to protect other people and fight another day. Jaina becomes a truly dangerous opponent to the Vong, not only physically, but emotionally and politically as well. The fact that she's a twin, combined with her coming up with the cloaking technology against the Vong sensors, lead many of the lower-tier Vong to believe that she is the reincarnation of their trickster goddess, Yung Harla. Jaina even renames her captured Vong ship the Trickster to capitalize upon this religious demoralization. Towards the end of the war, however, I felt she was pushed aside a little too much to give most of the glory to her brother Jason, who happened to survive being kidnapped. Jason also managed to find a sentient planet MacGuffin device, which ended up beating the Vong in just a couple books. But there is no denying that her contribution to the Vong's defeat was one of the greatest in all the galaxy. Then we get the Dark Nest Crisis, and in my mind, this is Jaina's lowest point. Rather than being tricked or manipulated, here she is straight-up mind-controlled. Turns out that one of the Jedi from the Strike Force, Raynar, who had been unconscious aboard the ship that the two traitors stole, is still alive, and has been turned into the king of a race of bug aliens called the Killix. He calls out for help from all of his old friends, and a great deal of them, Jaina included, feel compelled to follow him. Jaina and several other members of the surviving strike team end up pretty much turned into drones for the incredibly pompous Killick hive mind, 
This kind of struck me as insulting towards Jaina and all the other characters involved. The only two members of the strike team who were not mind-controlled were Tenel Ka and Jason Solo. This kind of implies that everyone else is simply weak-minded. Turns out that the two treacherous prisoners who made off with Raynar and the escape ship were actually Sith, and these two Sith are hiding in the shadows, manipulating the bug people to try and conquer the entire galaxy. Through all this, Jaina ends up betraying her new boyfriend, Jagged Fell, in favor of the bugs, leading to Jag being exiled from his people and stranded on a deadly world for two years. The two Sith are eventually killed, the Jedi removed from the bug people's control, and the bug people relegated to their old, non-overpopulating state. But Jaina remains a little bit buggy and is forced to be in a romantic relationship with her childhood friend, Zek, because they are both kind of buggy and can read each other's minds. I get the feeling here that the different authors wanted different ships and kept changing the story to try and ensure that she got together with one or the other. Jaina should be with Zek. No, he's more of like a brother to her. Here's Jag, some awesome non-Jedi pilot. No, she's going to ruin that relationship by betraying Jag so she can be with her buggy boyfriend Zek. No, 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 Jag's going to forgive her after a long time on exile. At some point, Luke has some weird prophecy here that Jaina is the sword of the Jedi. But hopefully we get into that later. After the end of the Swarm War, a civil war breaks out between Corellia and Coruscant, and the Skywalker and Solo clan are torn apart. Zek is still hanging around Jaina, and they sort of still share one mind, though it seems like they're destined to end up together, though Han does not approve. Partly because Zek is too powerful for Han to threaten, and partly because Han really hates bugs. Leia and Han end up joining the Corellian side of the conflict, and the rest join the Coruscant side. However, Chief of State Jason Solo's increasingly violent and authoritative practices force Jaina and the rest of the Jedi to leave the Coruscant side. On the other side, Corellia's underhanded and dishonorable practices force Han and Leia to leave them. The war devolves into chaos, with no side being truly good or truly evil, though Jason, now chief of the Galactic Alliance, declares himself Sith Lord Darth Kaidus. In the end, Jaina is called upon to face off against her brother. Perhaps this is what the Sword of the Jedi prophecy was about. While Luke could easily kill Jason, to do so would risk Luke going mad or turning to the dark side, and becoming an even worse force for evil. Jaina, well, apparently Jaina killing Jason makes it uh, slightly a cleaner death. I'm not exactly sure how, but basically she is doing the dirty work that the Jedi themselves can't do. She is being their sword. Jaina, while having the same potential as Jason, has nowhere near the amount of training he's had. While Jaina was focused on improving her piloting skills, Jason was studying force techniques from all over the galaxy. The man can even time travel if he wants, to a small extent. But with Jag's help, Jaina comes up with an idea on how to beat her brother. Who is the one man alive who has killed more Jedi than anyone else? Boba Fett. And he has a personal grudge against Jason since Jason killed his daughter. Jaina has to unlearn almost all of her Jedi training to learn how to fight like a Mandalorian. Fight dirty. Be impulsive. Don't think. Use your aggression, not your hatred. Your simple will to end the fight by any means necessary. To keep yourself alive and your opponent dead. That is all you need. 
After several months of training, she's ready to do the hardest thing she's ever done, to hunt down and kill her own brother. An odd note, the Vong viewed Jason and Jaina as the reincarnation of their twin gods of war and deception, who were destined to fight each other to the death. Perhaps there was some truth to the religion after all. In their first match, Jaina is able to cut off Jason's left arm, but both sides are forced to retreat. After witnessing Jason perform one of the rarest force techniques, the Shatter Point, Jaina is insistent on learning the technique for herself. The Shatter Point is a technique in which one uses the force to sense the molecular bonds of a substance, locate the weakest point, and administer a microscopic force push via touch that severs these bonds. In practice, I poke you, you explode. Other than Jason, only one other Jedi has ever mastered it. Mace motherfucking Windu. In a few days of intense study, Jaina too masters it, shattering not only homogeny, essentially mahogany, but also plasteel, essentially polymer, durasteel, steel titanium composite, and beskar, Damascus steel. When she finally tracks Jason down, even though the fight isn't exactly fair or balanced, Jaina manages to kill her own brother. First by having Uncle Luke project his image around her to psych Jason out, and then by following her Mandalorian training and not relenting in her own attacks, even when Jason is distracted elsewhere. After killing her brother, Jaina is scarred, both emotionally and physically, but with the support system of her family and friends, she's able to survive. In the Fate of the Jedi era, Jaina is at the forefront of protecting Coruscant from crazy Jedi suffering from forced psychosis, and protecting these crazy Jedi from Natasi Dalla, former Imperial with long-standing hatred of Jedi, who for some reason now is the Galactic Alliance Chief of State. Politics. Jaina and Jag's relationship hits another rough patch here, as Jaina is forced to choose the Jedi over the government, and Jag is forced to choose the government over the Jedi. In this case, I feel Jaina was right, but Jag later renounces his governmental claim to prove his love for Jaina, and they end up getting married. In the final book of this saga, Jaina takes on legions of Sith in order to take back the Jedi Temple. She also achieves something that only one other member of the Skywalker family has ever achieved. Promotion to Master. They were planning to write an entire Sword of the Jedi trilogy centered around Jaina to finally give her the spotlight rather than relegating her to grunt work, as seemed to be the case in many earlier books. But then the horror of 2012 happened. Kathleen Kennedy was put in charge of Lucasfilm, and the expanded universe was purged. Still, with High Republic getting laughed into oblivion and the heart of the Jedi outselling them with no advertisement whatsoever, perhaps Disney will finally realize what a cancer Kennedy truly is, and bring back the truly strong female characters like Jaina Solo fell. Not perfect by any means, but willing to put in the hard work to power through her physical and emotional setbacks to become a well-rounded person and do what needs to be done, to become the Sword of the Jedi.